there, and welcome to Story You Talk Radio. Thank you for reserving this hour to spend with me. It is always a delight to spend this time with you. I love to bring you stories that enrich your life and stories that might help you even get to writing, maybe doing a little work on your brand or your blog or enriching your your book. Are you working on your book? There's plenty of people out there that I love to support that are working on a memoir. Some are putting together speeches and TED Talks. One thing that we're all doing is we are all writing the story of our life, whether we're conscious of it or kind of bumbling through it. I'm a very good bumbler. I know how to just bumble my way along, and life sort of happens to me. Somewhere, oh, about 17 years ago, I got real sick of that. And I've made a conscious effort to learn how to unbumble my way through my journey and get a little more conscientious, a little more forward thinking, very creative. I like to bring people in my world to support me to do that. And by meeting wonderful people, I can then bring them into your world as well. If you are new here, I am Coach Debbie. I host this show, Story You Talk Radio, every Thursday. We come to you live from KKNW. We're based in Seattle, but when you have the app, or when you go to the webpage, which is simply 1150kknw.com, you can listen to us from anywhere you are happy to travel. And we love, love, love to have you join in. We even take your calls here, and I take your letters Please, no 20-page letters, you know, just a, a little nice paragraph for us to take a look at so we can answer any of your questions as we talk today. It won't just be me today. You know how I love to bring on my very, very favorite people to talk. And I have welcomed back Clayton Olson, NLP coach to speak to you about the long game of love. Because if you're listening to this show live, you know that just a couple days ago, we had that fancy Valentine Day celebration, which tends to spark interest in dating love, partner love. But I'll tell you this, I always think of my mom, and I love to send her chocolate-covered strawberries or tulips or daisies on Valentine's Day. I love to send out little cards to the little people, kids in my life. Valentine's Day is for all of us in many, many ways. But beyond Valentine's Day, there is this notion of long-term, long-lasting committed love. And I'm not saying that you're not having it on your Valentine's Day celebration, but I am saying that beyond it, 
there's real skill in finding ways to have lasting, long-term, beautiful love stories. So we're going to talk all about that today. I also have some offers for you. If you are not yet in my Inner Circle subscription, I would love for you to be there. It's only $37 a month. So I'm going to be telling you a little bit about that. I also have one more VIP available if you are rewriting your brand, writing your memoir, or creating a big speech for the world. I have one VIP left for the month of March. So I'd love to tell you about that in just a little bit. But what do you say we go ahead and welcome Clayton to the show? Clayton, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing really well, Debbie. Thanks for having me again on the show. I appreciate it. And I I look forward to digging into some of these juicy topics today. Oh, you betcha. I'm so glad that you decided to come on the show today because honestly, when when I think of wanting clear, deep advice and articulate, conscious remindings of how we do love, one of the first mm. places I go is straight to your YouTube channel. I see you're thriving there, Clayton Olson coaching for everyone listening, because you are really, really good at going deep with your listeners, even on those new things called shorts, I've noticed. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, which can be a challenge at times, for sure, to have a, a minute to pack something in that actually is coherent and at the same time hits a deep thread. So thank you for that feedback. Well, yeah, A plus to you, my friend, because I honestly, I didn't notice that they were one minute. But what I do notice is every time, every single one I click on, I leave it going, ooh, or oh, Mm -hmm. or wow. Every single one, they're packed. They're packed deep. So Mm. I have about mm, maybe five talking points that, would be fun for us to explore today, but I do want to invite the listeners to consider calling in or writing in today. Most of you know you can reach me on my Facebook page, but I do want to share the phone number with you, which is 1-888-298-5569. And you can't scare me or Clayton with your question. We love questions about this. I will, of course, defer to him first <laughs> because he is the love man here. But I I might take a stab at something here and there. Uh, I wanted to tell people, though, Clayton, I know that you are in Colorado. Your background is in NLP, which I think of as a very lush and diverse way of helping people expand their horizons regardless of the topic. But I was also just curious today, I wanted to know, is there someone that you read along the way or over the years, I know you've been coaching for 15 years, someone Mm. that you just 
you just feel this person has really helped you just really stay in the game with your coaching. Anyone, mm. there's probably 10 people, but is there anyone at all that you would like to mention to us today? And do you mean authors specifically or anybody in general? Anybody in general that might be a big enough name that we've heard of them too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I would say that somebody that I have been uh, really gravitating towards lately, well, within the last few years, is a gentleman by the name of Adi Ashanti. Oh. And yeah, he has a number of books out there. Some of the titles are like Falling into Grace, um, The End of Your World, uh, The Most Important Thing. And he is a a non-dualist and uh, Zen philosopher, Buddhist philosopher. And just the way that you described some of the impact that uh, my content has on you, Mm -hmm. um, I would echo that with the way that this gentleman communicates, it's just, it's so clear. He's got such a connection to his heart and such a connection to his mind and his ability to articulate really deep topics that it just um, really expands my understanding of just the spiritual dimensions and what it means to be human. So um, he's a a wonderful ingredient in the pot of uh, the many authors that I've read and come across over the years and, and one that's got my attention um, I love to fall asleep with his audiobooks running because he's just got a really great voice. And uh, I feel like I have better dreams and it kind of programs me as I sleep, even though I know that's not necessarily his intention. It's okay, though. I, there's so many people yeah. that are really good at that. Adi Ashanti, did I say it right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, A-D-Y-A-S-H-A-N-T-I. Wonderful. And I, I think my coach, Alan H. Cohen, I I think he has quoted... Uh, from the book about grace, that that sounds really familiar to me, uh, mm. but I can't say I've I've delved deep yet. So thank you for that. I I always love to know who is inspiring the people that I look up to. So that's great for mm. me to know. What do you say we just take a look at a couple of words here? Two words specifically: respect and responsibility when it comes to going just a little beyond dating and and exploring long-term love stories because i mm. i would say a lot of us know the basics of how to show up on dates and be respectful and take responsibility for yourself but there's more mm. involved when you're going for the long story how do you help people you're coaching around this notion of respect or just responsibility? Mm. Yeah, really important words. Two very important tenets that I see come up in my coaching. Um, and the, the places where I see them, where they occur to me as most important is when one when someone dives deeper and deeper into relationship Uh, It can be, I think, very easy to start to lose respect for one's own desires in service of perhaps making the other person happy or not rocking the boat. Um, 
a, a way in which we try to be relational, but we actually end up kind of drinking the the uh, the elixir of losing oneself. So as one loses perhaps respect and responsibility to voice their own desires as they go deeper into relationship, they can end up losing touch with their heart. They can end up being in the relationship out of obligation. And uh, it often occurs as they end up talking to me at some point and they say, Clayton, I feel like I lost myself in this relationship. And what that usually translates to is I forgot what it is that I do for myself that makes me feel happy, or I don't even feel in touch with the desires uh, that I used to have as a single person. And um, I, and I, and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. So I think that's one really important piece right there. And I'll, I'll pause. Well, so I'm thinking you're talking about on the one hand, daily life stuff, but on the other hand, also values. Am I right? Mm. Yes. Yeah. So if I was in a said relationship, maybe I would forget that I, I love yoga and I love coming to the radio station and doing my podcast and I love doing things with, uh, friends. And so therefore, instead of those things, I'm giving all time and all attention to relationship kind of as a a thought of saving it as opposed to Mm. enjoying Mm. it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And in that, just in that frame, saving it rather than enjoying it comes with it a way that you're operating under a premise, under a belief that the relationship needs to be saved, that maybe the relationship is fragile, uh, that if you were to be and honor yourself fully in the relationship would fall apart. And so when we're operating in that story, we end up actually creating that into the structure of the relationship. We actually end up creating that experience into the relationship, uh, which then can become self-confirming and cause all sorts of types of problems. Mm. Um, And so tying this back to the respect piece, um, I think it's really important as well to actually respect, continue to respect the strength of the relationship to to be able to have the courage to test it and when i say the courage to test it to test it how well to test it by being able to trust that it's strong enough to handle your authentic self to handle your desires that even though your partner may get rattled they may get triggered by you being yourself in the relationship that's actually what continues to build this, the cinder blocks of the foundation uh, and the strength and the longevity of it. And so, you know, I encourage my clients is like, how can you continue to be yourself? How can you ex- continue to expand your, your wings within the relationship and, and actually build that strength into the relationship, giving also permission and modeling to your, uh, your, your significant other that they have the, they can have the courage to do the same. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is one of the reasons I love having you on the show. You are you are so articulate about what we we sit back in our world and think, how do you do this? How do you do that? Huh, I'm working on this. I'm trying that. I mean, when I when I think of areas in my life, Clayton, where I've really, 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 really dedicated myself 
it romantic mm. relationship is is one area and i'm i'm not saying i get a blue ribbon or anything like that but i i definitely care and dedicate mm. myself to learning and yet then i think wow this is part of the reason i love to talk to clayton cuz you you wrap it up in a minute and a half and i you know it took me i'm not saying you you just discovered it yesterday but i i also know that some of these things I've been on like 20 year journeys and I'm like, aha. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I want to just also name too. I mean, thank you for the vulnerability and, and sharing that. And also, you know, I'm, I'm pointing to what I believe at this current place in time is an ideal that I notice I set for myself in my relationship as well. And that all, that doesn't mean that I'm always hitting the mark. You know, there it's a constant dance and, practice of how do I continue to lean into love and courage in these higher levels of the consciousness in my relationship rather than succumbing to fear, suppression, um, jealousy, insecurity. Oh, yeah. 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 Really well said. It It is one thing to have the wisdom. It's It's another thing to really be in the practice of it in our in our daily lives with our loved one. Good call mm-hmm. there. Uh, I do believe we have come to the time we take two breaks during this show. So, dear listeners, please stand by. I know you're loving what you're hearing, so we will be right back after this message. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach, D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Hi, this is Coach Debbie. You've heard my guest Clayton Olson on the show. He will help you transform your romantic relationship. And it doesn't matter if you're just getting started or if you're strengthening and developing your relationship or even if you have a desire to move along. He's not a quick fix coach. He will show you how to see your experience with brand new eyes. And the benefits of working with Clayton Olson will show up in all areas of your life, your career, your finance, your spirituality. After working with Clayton, I believe you will secure a life where love truly endures. Get in touch with Clayton Olson today. Write to him, Clayton, C-L-A-Y-T-O-N, at ClaytonOlsonCoaching.com. Bored with the other stations? Hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. 
Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. It is a delight to come to you and share stories that you are living by. And we just had Valentine's Day here and everywhere. And if you are listening to the show live, you know just a couple days after Valentine's Day, you are in still the highs of all you experienced or you're continuing on in that path of writing your love story. Maybe you are having a Galentine's Day. I think that's really cool. Gals get together and they just romance the heck out of each other with spa days and fun things like that. No matter what feels fun to you, if you want to cultivate a long-lasting love story, it's not just going to happen by having a desire for it. You're going to have to put a little skin in the game, get a little vulnerable, really talk to your mate about the things that matter most to you. I can say there was one point in time, you know I love talking about this stuff, there was one point in time when I thought I'm, I'm so successful in my relationship if we haven't argued for, say, you know, six months, nine months, one year, whatever. I, w- I would look for these timelines uh, to mark success. And when I realized I was doing that, I also realized something really important, too. And that was I had sort of turned off my vulnerability and just gone for more of a destination. So that in mind, I, I want to ask Clayton, who, if you're just turning into the show, I should tell you, Clayton Olson is in the house again. He, uh, his, his company is Clayton Olson Coaching. You can find that at ClaytonOlsonCoaching.com. I recommend you subscribe to his YouTube channel. I'm there all the time getting sound bites as well as the longer videos that he offers really really sound information he is an nlp coach and he works with people that are wanting fulfilling relationships whether they're just jumping in whether they're strengthening their relationship whether they are getting some some strength by going through those those deep trenches in it, or for some, whether they have realized that it might be time to move along. He deals with all of those areas and more. So I would love it if, as you are listening to our show today, you consider what would it look like for you to really commit to going the distance in love and getting some love coaching with Clayton Olson. Let's talk about this big topic here about how to be in a commitment and know the to-dos. One thing I've noticed with people talking to me is they'll, they'll ask me, how do I work with these sabotaging thoughts that come into my head and make me think I, I don't know the to-do part of commitment? Have any ideas around that for us, Clayton? Mm. 
Yeah. Well, we can pull that apart from a couple of different angles and just kind of take a look at what that question is built on, what kind of beliefs might be being presupposed there. And uh, one of them that's present in the question is, is that one should know how to do commitment in order to be good at commitment. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I think it's it's an interesting one because we can maybe use the analogy of parenting. Um, how many parents before they have a child believe they know how to parent or know the to do's of parenting? Um, yeah, I think no one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that can really bring on a lot of um, unknown and uh, discomfort in that unknown and then in that unknown, what we do is our mind then creates pictures and maybe some nightmare scenarios of us failing or um, we are stricken with doubt, trying to protect ourselves from being that vulnerable. And, and that happens in, I think, relationship as well, because as we get closer to somebody and we get uh, more deeply uh, integrated into their life, we just naturally have more to lose. And it, it feels like, okay, I need to know how to do this right in order to make it work. Um, so the first piece that I would just say is that this is a, it's a total experiment and that you, you find out how to do it by in some ways getting in there, getting messy, pausing, looking backwards and, and appreciating how far you've come, learning from your mistakes allowing there to be mistakes, allowing there to be learning, seeing it as a big experiment with a commitment truly to not doing it right, but a commitment to grow, a commitment to be present, and a commitment to welcome the inevitable changes that are going to happen in that relationship. Mm. Like people's preferences are going to change. Um, People are, your triggers are going to change. The things that trigger you now in the beginning of the relationship are going to evolve and shift at some point. You're not going to be triggered by them anymore and you might get triggered by something new. And so it really is a circuitous winding path relationship is with a lot of blind curves. And it does, I, I believe, require one to commit to being present, commit to learning, commit to growing and commit to continuing to open their heart to really be in it. And if you can flirt with those things and and come back to them as points of orientation, um, I think you're going to learn a lot along the way. Right. There, there's so much in that, and it's you said it so beautifully. I think long ago I had this. I I've been in a relationship for eleven years, and there was a point in it where we were apart and I was destroyed. You know, my, my heart was just bleeding mm. every single day. I was just a wreck. And mm. I, I remember this thing I kept saying to girlfriends, which was, I, I love how we started. I love what we built in the beginning. And I, I don't know how to navigate the ways we're changing, you know? Mm. It, it was like I knew 100% I want to be with this person, 150 million percent. But since he's 
changing. And since I'm changing and he's evolving and I'm evolving and I'm lazy and he's lazy and, you know, these things, how do you how do you do it now? Now that we're not the same, too. And you you really spoke to that so eloquently that it is a lot like committing to the baby. I mean, you don't go back to the hospital when they're a toddler and say, we, we did our best, you know, mm. find someone mm. else to take over here. You don't do that. You, you say, I'm in it. Commitment mm. is, I'm in this and I want to be in this. And for me, and maybe stop me if I'm wrong here, when, when you're thinking maybe you don't want to be in it, that's, that's the real telltale sign. Not, I'm not sure how to be in it, but I'm thinking I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. And are you saying that that when you come to a conclusion of, yeah, I don't want to be in this versus I don't know how to be in this, that the I don't want to be in this is something that carries a little bit more weight to be examined about whether or not that path is still aligned? I, I really do. I, I think there's yeah. a huge difference between not knowing how and realizing maybe not any more of this. And and just personally, I mean, we're we're just Debbie's getting all the coaching she can possibly get today. But uh, mm. <laughs> personally, what where I've really stumbled is in the how do I grow up and do what's right in front of me when I know I want to be here? I don't want to be out of here. I just want to do it well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that doing it well piece, you know, like uh, that can, I think that, uh, you know, there's different scenarios and I think some individuals, um, you know, myself included, we're like where I get challenged most in my relationship is when I feel like I'm not doing it well and then I crash into my own kind of inner critic of not being competent mm-hmm. or not knowing enough or not uh, or, or just it's just so painful because I'm I feel like I end up crashing into my those unhealed parts of myself and I want to pull the eject button. And sometimes that even occurs as I don't want to be in this. But really what it is, is I don't want to confront this really painful aspect within myself that the relationship is reflecting to me. Yep. Yep. And that's not all the time, right? And <laughs> no. that, that's not all the time. It's It can be different, right? You might be with somebody and there absolutely is a dynamic where it's like, wow, actually, I don't want to do this work. This is not the kind of work that I want to do with this individual. But it's, I think it's really important to bring awareness into what is it that we're actually saying we don't want. Yeah. Right? It's really yeah. important. And, and just from the standpoint of monogamous relationships with uh, heterosexuals, I'm just curious in your work, really, mm. al- really along this line of two people wanting to go the distance, do men tend to want different things than women in the long run or women want different things than men? I've always wondered about that, but I really have Mm. no idea. Yeah, that's a great question. So I I almost want to back into this question a little bit. Um, Here's what I've noticed coaching heterosexual monogamous individuals 
that are in these relationships is that what I have found um, is, and what I've observed is that women tend to be willing to get in and do the work. And there's a real focus on the relationship at all stages from dating to being in the relationship to understanding like what are the dynamics something might not be working here i want to grow and what i find is that men tend to look for me when they're in crisis <laughs> so <laughs> the relationship right is on its way out and or maybe it's just ended and suddenly the the man has to confront it there's there's no more looking away and what that really just indicates to me is that there may be a different focus that's occurring within the relationship where it's almost like the guy is not necessarily focused on the relationship like the woman might be in uh, this scenario. Um, and that just seems over the last decade of doing this work, that's just what I've, what I've noticed. Um, he might be focused on his purpose. He might be focused on uh, whatever it is that he is making a priority. There might be a way in which he is compartmentalizing the experience of being in a relationship and until things go code red it doesn't have his attention yeah okay mm. um but what i will say is that when we get deep enough when i've gotten deep enough to the to the core of what humans are really wanting across different ages uh different uh, countries. I work with people and anybody that really can speak English. I'm unfortunately monolingual. Um, but as I'm working with folks and we get really deep at the end of the day, I actually think we really all want the same thing. Mm -hmm. I think we want to be seen. I think we want to feel safe. I think we want to feel empowered. We want to feel loved. We want to feel that we can show up and be proud of the person we're being. We want to feel challenged to some extent. And I would say that the differences that really show up in relationship are more predicated on someone's attachment style and their own uh, maybe childhood trauma mm -hmm. that expresses itself in the relationship, um, maybe even more so than it is by gender. That makes sense. Because, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've worked with men that have a real focus on relationship more so than than their partner. And oftentimes what, what's going on there? Well, they might have an anxious attachment style and their partner is actually more on the avoiding uh, spectrum. So uh, yeah, it gets a little, little murky there. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Have you ever, this isn't a trick question, but have you ever heard of the Enneagram? Oh, I use the Enneagram in my work all the time. I yeah. love it. Me too. Yeah. It saves it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is phenomenal. Yeah. I, the Enneagram, uh, my business partner several years ago introduced me to it and I have not been able to pull away from it. It is, it comes up consistently reoccurringly around reading into my type and, um, and also helping clients interpret their type and help them see what they can look out for and be more present to. Um, but yeah, why do you bring that up? What's the, we talked about it. Uh, we talked about the Enneagram just a little bit here on the show. I think it was just last week. And people afterwards, some wrote in and said, will you give a class on that? That's that's so interesting. I wasn't focusing uh, specifically on love and such. But um, 
one thing I didn't reveal uh, on that show, and I'll just say here since I'm not going to hide anything, is in the Enneagram, my so-called type and my sweetie's so-called type were considered like absolute polar opposites, you know? So, so like you got mm. warm and fuzzy girl dating Einstein who's in his studio and laboratory and, you know, cooking up stuff all the time and, and making uh, fun experiments and, and I'm over there going, oh, you want to go for a walk? And he's looking at me like, it's it's like uh, if you ever watch Big Bang, you know, Sheldon Cooper and, mm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, we're really different in so many ways. Yeah. And yet um, that would have scared me years ago. Yeah. That would have just terrified me to do the opposites attract thing. But when opposites attract, at least in my experience, um, and thanks to having the Enneagram to guide me a little bit, I have... I have found that when that sort of opposite attraction is going on, you're not doomed at all. You're just mm. challenged to admit what's true. And, you know, if what's true is I want this, well, hang on, sister, because <laughs> you're, mm. you're in for a bit of a ride. And it, it serves mm. one to learn a little about um, a little about relationships and the Enneagram and personality types and how it matches up because at least in my experience, it gives you some tools and almost um, almost the answer key when you need some help. Mm, kind of like yeah. That. Yeah. Very well put. Um, yeah, yeah. I've seen it show up in my life as uh, in some ways the, it, it illuminates the thing that I am not. Right. Um, right. It, it pulls the, the, the trance of that number and puts it right in front of me. And so when I am in a place where I feel like I'm suffering or looping on something, it's like, oh, wait, this is, this is the trance of that type. This is what this trance does. It loops on this, you know, it loops on. Uh, so I'm, I'm a self-pres three uh, on the Enneagram. And so I, uh, look at that from a bunch of different angles and just it's wild because even with the awareness it's like it's a constant kind of coming back to it with awareness and um, kind of letting myself off the hook of it realizing that maybe this isn't a Clayton problem no. but it's a right it's a um, it's a problem that's been conditioned into me um, and not even something to hate or push against but conditioned into me and something maybe I've decided at a very young age for a very good reason around self-protection and making sense of the world. Yeah, we don't really have a choice in, in all of that. It's, it's, mm. it's such a cool ancient wisdom. So, yeah I, I, yeah, I figured you were a three or an eight. I was like, three or eight, three or eight. You know, and I'm, oh, nice. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You a two? Are you a two? And of course, of course. Okay. <laughs> and I and I got the five in my life, but yeah. we'll have to define all that for our listeners on another show. Sure. We are at the for point sure. where I gotta I gotta pause for a little break here, but I know you're getting good stuff. Hang in there. We're gonna be right back. Mm-hmm. 
You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Hi, this is Coach Debbie. You've heard my guest Clayton Olson on the show. He will help you transform your romantic relationship. And it doesn't matter if you're just getting started or if you're strengthening and developing your relationship or even if you have a desire to move along. He's not a quick fix coach. He will show you how to see your experience with brand new eyes. And the benefits of working with Clayton Olson will show up in all areas of your life, your career, your finance, your spirituality. After working with Clayton, I believe you will secure a life where love truly endures. Get in touch with Clayton Olson today. Write to him, Clayton, C-L-A-Y-T-O-N, at ClaytonOlsonCoaching.com. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in and sharing this hour with me and my guest, Clayton Olson. He is a love and romance coach, but he's really a very holistic coach that is going to focus and help you focus on the love you want in your life. And I promise you, you're going to see changes in your business, in your spirituality, in your economics, in your health in every area of your life. It's how it works. Holistic coaching really brings you online in all areas, and it is for the person who wants to really get dialed in and go deep. And I just want to clarify that when I go deep with my people, it doesn't mean we're going to go into the land of agony, but it might, you know, for for some They've never, 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 never looked under those layers before. And you know, anytime you you have a real deep scab and a real deep wound and you rip at it for the first time, that's a big ouch. But when you're with a coach, we will guide you so you don't just go tearing off those scabs that were in place to help you. We can talk about what's underneath it without you tearing yourself apart. That's one of the beautiful things about being coached, and it's one of the reasons I sign up for coaching every single year, every year. I wouldn't think of starting a year without being coached, either in spirit or business or love or something. I also want to remind you, dear listener, that I have this really cool Inner Circle subscription. 
If you're working with me on a VIP level, you are investing in a big change and a big transformation for your book, your blog, your brand, or the next chapter of your creative life. But if you're not ready for all of that, you might want to subscribe. This is at a rate of $37 a month. And I offer Facebook Lives in a very private Facebook group, and then one event every month. This month, it was going to be, in fact, it's coming up on Friday, not tomorrow, but the next one, February 24th is Friday. Uh, We will have our first group coaching in the Inner Circle subscription. 37 bucks a month, you can't beat it. And if you'd like to join, just head over to CoachDebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. Sign up for the newsletter and you will get information on it. Or just click around. You know, you know what? Some of my pages are down. Sign up for the newsletter and you'll get it. We will hook you up for the Inner Circle subscription. You're going to like the people there, really nice people on a real honest path, just like you. And talking about honest paths, Clayton and I were just diving into the Enneagram. It's this ancient, wild, and wonderful wisdom that helps you understand your personality. If you were not here for last week's show, I was really focused on the Enneagram and how it helps you understand who you are as a writer. We just took a one-hour look at that. Go back and check out that show. Here's something I learned about myself thanks to studying the Enneagram. It's this, see, uh, when I talk about relationships on my show, I always bring you my terrible points. I'm actually lovely in relationships, but I want to work on these areas where I'm I'm challenged, so (laughs) here's all my dirty laundry. Let's talk about this thing that I have such trouble with, and it is having those conversations with the sweet one in that long-term game where I'm, I'm finding myself being defensive or a little competitive And I really, oh, I really want to be approachable. Now, I know that some of the time I'm very approachable, but some of the time, boom, defense and competition. And I just get up and go have a bowl of ice cream and try and take it out on that. What what could I do, Clayton, instead of, you know, adding calories to my life? How Mm. could you help me there? Yeah. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a great question. I love the uh, the honesty around using the bowl of ice cream to take it out on it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a better thing to take it out on maybe than your partner. Yeah. So um, that's that's a win. I, I would say that I think it's pretty normal to have moments of receptivity in your relationship and other moments where your partner is just going to say something or bring something to you. And it's just going to grate you the wrong way. And so I think the first piece that I would want you to know if we were working together would just to really normalize and welcome those times when it happens um, rather than 
have you maybe holding on to some type of judgment that what is happening where you're, you know, you're not doing relationship well, uh, you're failing, uh, something needs to change immediately. Um, and maybe just to realize that, you know, you're going to get triggered, mm-hmm. right? And the, the trigger is where the, the growth is. And so I think we would, the ideal is we want to be receptive and uh, to always be in this collaborative place with our partner. Um, but maybe the defensiveness and a little bit of that kind of authenticity can actually add to the passion in the relationship a bit. And so I always love to invite my clients to take something that they think is a detriment and begin to look at the intended positive outcome of it possibly, or the ways in which it actually enhances the relationship before we go about trying to change it, just so we can actually appreciate it and say thank you to that aspect of ourselves. Because then we actually have more room to be able to work with it and and relax it. So that would be the first thing. Um, that's a good thing. That's that's worth a few thousand right there. You should send me your PayPal link. That is that is really good. <laughs> I like that. Beautiful. I'm glad it's landing. Yeah, I'm glad it's landing. Uh, and then you know the other piece I would say is number one, so much respect for you just naming that you go every year with you say you know what I don't go a year without hiring a coach and and I really respect that and I love that I'm in the same boat because I believe that one of the ways that we get to practice being better in our relationships in our normal everyday life with uh, people that maybe we're working with or people that we're in intimate union with is by having a professional relationship with a coach or a therapist where we get to practice uh, really working through some of these places that we don't feel safe, where we get defensive, where we get triggered and having a place to spar with somebody in a kind of loving way where we're bringing awareness uh, to these aspects of ourselves. Because as we do that, as we become more adept and skillful navigating uh, these painful aspects of ourselves with a professional that can really hold us in a container of loving awareness, that then bleeds into the way that we show up in our intimate life. And mm-hmm. so that would be one piece of advice that I put out there that it sounds like you're already doing. Um, and then I, I'll, I'll say two things here, uh, two more things on top of the things I've already said. Um, one is, it's like when you notice yourself getting defensive and in competition, name it, call yourself out right in front of your partner. And I don't just, want to, I want to win. I want to win. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the thing to call out, right? It's like, I'm noticing my, like, I am so triggered right now and I'm noticing myself shutting down. I don't want to talk about this and I want to be right. And I want to win. And I'm having all these judgments about you. And then it's to actually, so it's, it's to get that out there and then it's to really tap in. And what do you need right now? That's good. That's good. Is there some, I could do that. Yeah. And so what it is, is it's just being honest, right? We're not even trying to change anything yet. We're just, I'm just going to name it and I'm going to bring you into my process rather than try to suppress this, withhold it, or let it fester in the background. I'm just going to name it and get it out there. And oftentimes just doing that can suddenly open things up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I believe I noticed, you. Hmm. 
Go for it. Yeah. You notice what? Tell me. I was going to say in my own relationship, I noticed that when I out myself or my partner outs herself, um, there's compassion that can open up there. And sometimes it, it's not compassion. Sometimes it's like I suddenly trigger her because I'm triggered. But there's a way then in which it can actually turn comical. Um, right. There, because, because the furniture is in the room and we've got something to work with and we can start to see when you get it outside of your head, you have much more of a chance of seeing the absurdity of it. Right. Because it's no longer just, you're no longer identified with it, but you've created this, this perspective to it by putting it out there. Mm, that's so good. So it's so good because that there is that desire, I think of, just just wanting to let it go by like it's a moving river. Oh, there's there's the boat with me in it being all mm. competitive and stinky. Let's just let it go on by. <laughs> Let's just, you know, just sit here for a minute and let it go on yeah. by. But a friend said to me once, she said, you know him so well, you let him off the hook too much. You You mm. let him off the hook but you're really letting yourself off the hook, Debbie. So why don't you just get in there and just just say it, you know? And mm, it's just yes. got to be a big girl, and I don't always want to be a big girl, but, you know, got to yeah. do it. Got to do it. Yeah. I'm also, and, and that's it. Just, yeah. uh, just a mm-hmm. quick comment on that. Mm-hmm. You're naming something so important here, which is I think that really relationships just continually invite us to grow up. Oh. Like that's that's really what I think it is about is is when we are with somebody who is and we're willing to get in there and tussle with them, uh, we we both get a real opportunity to move into being more in our adult consciousness. And you know, there's some people uh it's very easy to stay in relationship and be in this childlike consciousness in your relationship uh, well into your old age. Yeah. Right? Because it because it's not guaranteed. But the more that you're honest, the more that you bring who you really are in, the way that you feel, I think we, we really start to grow up. Well, that's so good, Clayton. Keep sending that payment link my way. I'll hit it. I'll hit it. <laughs> this is really good. We just got about a minute and a half left. So I was just curious, is there like one thing, one thing that stumps just about all of us? Mm. Just stumps us. Could be simple. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I, I don't know if this is a, is like the, an answer to that question directly, but I think the question, do we ever really know our partner? Oof. Stumps people. Do we ever really know them? Oh and I goodness. think that we, yeah, and I think that we fall into the idea that we do sometimes. And on one level, maybe we do. But if we think that we know them too well, we begin to limit their capacity to really grow into who they're becoming. Oh, boy. And that's the reason why y'all tune in here to Story You Talk Radio. We don't leave anything uncovered, do we? Well Mm -hmm. done, Clayton Olson. We have commercials for Clayton. We have links for Clayton. If you're on my newsletter, you'll get links to click and go further on the exploration i am here live every thursday i love it when you join me for the ride we will be back next week with a new topic 
Until then, my friends, namaste. Thank you.